What is up, everybody? Welcome to another live Pendergast podcast. And what an honor it is to have my man Luca Allen BSB up in the house. What is going on, man? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, man, we're doing good. We're doing good. And always an honor to have Mark Sherman, Sherm Dog, up in the house. What's going on, Mark? Surviving another snow day. <laughs> yeah, it's not the. How's the weather out there where you are, Luca? Uh, just raining. Non-stop, non-stop rain all the time. I wouldn't mind that if it was like in the spray season, but um, I'm having to drive everywhere, and it's it's really weird. It's like I'm driving my car, and I think I don't have wet on. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's actually well. So Mark's in Pennsylvania. He's about six hours from me north. Uh, it's sunny here, but it's just cold and windy. He's got a bunch of snow, uh, but six hours where you are is pretty much across the whole UK. Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> get me like near the top of maybe middle of Scotland. Yeah, that's that's. I, and I remember when I come to Cadwell, uh, my mate Dave Neal was like, "Dude, you're gonna need to bring like a rain jacket and a pair of pants and a pair of shorts and all this, right?" So the first day I wasn't prepared, and absolutely, that's exactly what happened. I show up, dude. So I ended up buying a beanie hat and a jacket and all this because it was nice and sunny. Next mm-hmm. thing I know, the clouds are coming and it's raining and it's cold. It's like. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. We'll to give you a bathing suit next time. <laughs> Facts. That's what I should have brought. You know what? When, when I go back out there, that's exactly what I'll do. Is, yeah, we we all do the American that. way, the board shorts and the T-shirt. We're, we're good. We all want to see that Chris walking around Cadwell in bathing suit. <laughs> you know it, right? With the pin to gas uh, bathing suit. That's right. That's right. So listen, Luca, what an honor it is on here, man. I can't wait to get in and hear your story, man. So, uh Take it from the beginning, from the very beginning. How did you get into motorcycles? Well, it was um, my dad always had bikes from when I was little. That was that, I don't know I'm ever like on the roads, road riding. Um, so obviously growing up around them, I was always like, I want a bike. And I think I started asking when I was probably maybe around like six years old. And uh, it was like, no, 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 consistent, consistently no. And um, I kept doing this thing where on, on his phone or on his work iPad, I'd go onto it and I'd leave on the browser motocross bikes for kids. Cause obviously I'd know the model of what, what bike I wanted or needed. So I'd just put motocross bikes for kids and just leave it open <laughs> on, the, on like the kitchen table or the side or something like that. And then eventually he, he, he did get the hint eventually. He got me a, a little CRF 70 just to go around the, around the drive, around the garden and on and stuff like that, messing about. And then uh, he finally thought we'd, we'd go up to local track and then, all these kids were on like 65s on two strokes and stuff. And he was like, right, we'll get you one of them. And then it was just, just a lot of local riding really. Never really raced much until I got into a 85 onto a big wheel and then done a few AMCA rounds. Never really like done loads. Um, but I remember my last ever meeting, I don't know, I think I finished fourth, which was for me, that was, I, I was ecstatic about that. I was like, that's, that's wicked. And then, um, yeah, and then of all things, a, a plasterer come around the house and he saw like the picture of me on the motocross bike, just lying around the house on the bike parts as you do. The house just gets flooded with them, doesn't it? And yeah. uh, and he was just like, oh, 
why don't you come try a, what was at the time, if it still is, it's British mini bikes. And I was like, oh, what's that about? He told us, um, I had to go on his lad's bike, Rossi Brown. Mm-hmm. I had to go on um, Rossi's pit bike at the time. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this. And then it all kind of just snowballed, really. <laughs> so from there, how did you end up in, in uh, the GP2 class? Yeah, it was. Um, so the first year on the mini bikes, I finished fourth my first year on it. And then the next year we moved up to Bemsey, the Team Green Junior Cup, as well as doing like the mini GP 140s. Then I, I managed to win the mini GP 140s and then finished something like fifth in the Bemsey Team Green. And then we saw everyone else going to BSB. So we thought, ah, why not? We'll, we'll, we'll go do we'll go, we'll go do it as well. So when um went and got a 400 from MSS and uh first year there was um a lot of crashing <laughs> like properly learning the tracks obviously i didn't i learned them at bemsey but not at like that pace and so there was just, <laughs> i just crashed non-stop that year and it was just like oh he's on the floor again he's on the floor again <laughs> and then um the next year we moved on to the r3 with um mccam Yamaha part like the blue crew cup thing we, we moved on to that and then once we'd moved on to that it was i think finished fourth in the championship again just shy of third um hopefully without dnfs you always look back and go if i didn't have them dnfs i'd have maybe got third but everyone says that don't they and then right and i I was supposed to um i was supposed to go to stock six the next year but i was out at um colin edwards's place flat tracking and um what had happened was i'd (laughs) It was literally, I'd done it on like the second to last day, <laughs> which I think is always the way. It's always the last or second to last day in it. Yeah. And I, I pitched it into this corner and I was coming in and I was going, I'm catching him a bit too quick. <laughs> and I, I picked the bike up and I'm kind of like just T-boned him like that. And I, I flipped over the front, but because I'm hypermobile anyway, I just bend more than I should. And <laughs> my knee completely snapped backwards, just ripped out my ACL, MCL, lateral and meniscus ligaments so yeah the whole job's lot and i had i didn't want to get the surgery um because i meant i'd have to have a year off tried riding with my knee how it was and um one of the other lads i went on a track day with he said he could see my knee going like that from behind and he was like you need to get that fixed so then we was like yeah we'll take the year out and then these calyxes come up for sale and then we bought them and it kind of just went from there so i'm guessing that helen uh bennett said asking about flat tracking at boasties is that the is that what she's talking about yeah yeah peter boast yeah that's yeah. um that's a wicked little setup actually up in um up or down somewhere in lincoln <laughs> towards lincoln sort of way it's wicked little setup you hire the bike for the day and it's just good for maintaining skill really reactions and pete's sound book as well you got a lot of the lads up there so yeah that's that's a, that's a really good sell guys yeah pete's uh pete's awesome I actually uh talked to him so he uh he's actually come on the show uh i don't know he's, he's in my calendar somewhere um but yeah well, that's, he, that's he's pretty been- amazing though that he was you were able to still get on a bike with uh acl mcl <laughs> um, he did the PCL, the meniscus. I mean, I did a ACL twice blowout, and it, you can't even walk. I mean, your yeah. leg just gives out. 
Yeah, it's horrible. But just the fact that you're even to get on there and putting out a pressure on there. Yeah, and I probably went insane. I probably tried worse riding at the worst track. I could probably try try go ride at. I tried riding at Cadwell <laughs> on a six hundred with a blown out knee. Yeah, the worst track to ride out. Because <laughs> obviously, because of because my motocross days, I can't help but jump the mountain. So my first thoughts was, I was just like, I'm on a six hundred. I've got enough power to jump this. So even with the blowing out knee, I was just trying to jump it all the time. And it was just like, my knee can't take this. And then we was like, you know what? We'll give it benefit of the doubt. We'll try the Alton Park test because, you know, Cadwell's hard, physical, tight track. And I got to Alton Park. It was still no better. My knee was blowing up between sessions. We was icing it. And we was like, we ain't getting anywhere with this. So then we just had to get a surgery. <laughs> yeah, that's... uh. You did everything at one time to your knee, right? You just didn't do one yeah. thing. Oh my you god, you did it all at once. Might as well get it all done at once. You, right, big. right. Yeah. And so the the recovery, Luca, was what was it a proper year to actually get you your fully back? Uh, <laughs> about six months, maybe. Okay. Well, I mean, they're uh, pretty good today. I mean, they have you up and walking like the next day already. Yeah. Like you get those and that. This, you know, it's the technology is pretty cool. Yeah, it is, and it was like. I think what doesn't help is that I had, I've had that knee opened up twice before mm -hmm. um, from when they had to put a rod through my femur and then pull it out because it was on my growth plate. So I've got that one leg that's that much shorter than the other. And then, so that was just, I, I think that didn't help with the swelling when they did the surgery. It was literally swelled up for probably a good two months. Didn't go down for ages. And then I think the worst part of it all was they gave me these... Um, little like injection things I had to inject myself with every day like twice a day i think it was and you had to inject yourself every day it was, it was horrible having to do that so you look at it and you're like i have to inject myself with that and this needle was like that big i was like no way oh really oh yeah, that's where all those clots uh, or what it's mm. Yeah, yeah, that would have been rough, dude, for sure. I'd be, yeah, I'd be, your age. I, I'd be looking at it like this, and be like, I, I gotta stick myself with this twice a day, right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, we, that wasn't fun. Um, not my idea of fun, anyway. So, what did your parents think about all this when you start getting hurt? And um, were they I on board, or they're like, "Oh no, you're, you gotta stop." Mum used to take it a lot harder than Dad did. Dad was always like because dad always went to motocross tracks with me and he was kind of used to it by the time before I hurt myself properly because I'd knock myself out and at motocross and he'd come over and they'd be like, he's knocked himself out and he'd just be like, oh, right, <laughs> that's that then. <laughs> and I think when, before I started getting the big injuries, he was set, you can never get used to it, can you, which you kid. But I think he was like, in a way, semi-used to it. Um, but I think the, the first big injury I had was when I'd done my legs and I come home my mum was like no way she was like can't keep doing this and, and all that and then um yeah and now she's kind of a bit more like you've done this to yourself <laughs> she's, she's just <laughs> got decision. I'm going around the house going oh my leg and she's going done it yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah she doesn't want to hear it so yeah. Helen said again she said about the championship flat tracking school at Glentem it might I don't be. Know if that's a question. Really or yeah, <laughs> dude, Helen's awesome. I actually yeah. met Helen at at Cadwell. So, hello, Helen. How you doing? Um, she she was proper. She actually works at in the media center. 
there oh, right. at Cadwell. Yeah, yeah. So when you go there, Luca, go find Helen over there at, at the media center and, and say hello and give her a big old hug for me for sure. She's <laughs> awesome. Um, so uh, GP2, your first mm-hmm. year. When was your first year in GP2? Last year. Last year. Last year was my first year because the year before I had the year off. Okay, um, okay. for your surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then last year was um, the first year back on a bike. And it was kind of like, I was so unfit. Like, come to the start of the season, I was like, yeah, I've, I've, I've dropped a few kilos. I was like, I'm, I'm doing all right. And I got on the bike in Almeria and I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I've got some training to do. And then, so obviously that was, that was easy, fixable. You just, train that's 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 easy fixable but the big hurdle was a re-going to all the tracks again for the first time having to relearn them and then on a different bike and then on what is probably one of the hardest bikes to ride because al maria after the first session i come in and said to the guys um uh, obviously the team i'm riding for fr89 riding for fraser um I come and said to the guys, I was like, you can take that back. I'm not riding that. That's horrible. <laughs> the, the thing is so stiff. It's like not like anything I've ridden before. It was um it was it was crazy. It was because I remember it was on the sighting laps, I realized it was so stiff. So it was there's this downhill left, and all I'd done was shut the throttle. I'd shut the throttle, that was it. You on any bike, you can shut the throttle, not be on the brakes, tip into a corner, it'll be fine. And I've tipped into the corner, off the throttle and off the brakes, and the back end track coming around. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, this is crazy. You're like, what is this about? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, explain to everybody what a GP2 motorcycle is. I know what it is, but for everybody listening, what is a GP2 bike in the British 600 class? So what they are is they're prototype machines um, with – standard homologated engines in them they have to run the standard engines but then everything else is on them is prototype um you can run different wheels no same wheels as super sport uh we run the same tires uh all, the main thing that's different is our chassis and engines because our chassis are stiffer we get more benefit from the chassis like i'm on the calex um because they don't flex, you're supposed to be able to do more with the more corner speed. So then that means they penalize us by having standard engines, which is then my bike last year. I think the most it put out was 128. And you've got some of the super sport bikes putting out 150 plus, and you're just like, this is crazy. <laughs> like they're just black, like black in pasture on the straight, some of them. It's just, it is nuts. But I think. For me, there's definitely a lot more time to come out of the Calex um, in the corner entry is my is my big gain. I need to get sorted, hold the brake for too long. <laughs> and it's but you guys can pick any chassis you want as, as long as it's aftermarket, right? Yeah, so long as it's um prototype chassis. So you've got obviously the obvious one being Calex. If someone wanted to run a they're called Boscoscurus now, aren't they? Yeah, Boscoscurus, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or an old Speed Up one or an old Suter, or you've got like the Chassis Factory. You can run them as well. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a few options. As long as they're not a homologated chassis, I think it's, it's allowed. So your buddy Jake Marsh just posted saying, uh, still smoke the field, legend Luca. 
<laughs> it didn't quite smoke <laughs> but no we, we did well we had a good first year we had a good first year we've got a lot to learn for i was gonna say next year but this year um but there's always loads to learn isn't there? no matter where whether you're super bike world super bike you can you still learn something can't you because yeah. you point out yeah I'm, I'm going to the data on the guys i'm going no i was breaking later and i was letting off the brake later i promise you and they'll overlay the data from the last session and i'll go now you <laughs> listen it's a sport you're always you always constantly learn because everything always changes equipment changes uh, technology changes yeah. um how do you feel this year for being fit are you uh, ready to roll yeah i'm currently feel good 72 i think last time i weighed myself 72 kilos um when the season starts ideally want to be 70 69 kilos although i'm struggling to <laughs> drop that at the minute um but it's literally just down to cardio all the time just constant cardio <laughs> that's all i've done early just before the podcast i've done about half hour and 45 minutes just squeezing a little bit but it's just about cardio because you don't lose weight <laughs> doing weights do you no so like uh, what's a, like a regular race day for you like when you wake up what do you do what do you have a routine to go through like what do you eat how do you get your mind ready um you get all the butterflies Quite often, I'll just get up, go for a, go to the toilet, <laughs> lighten the load. Yeah, that's it's right. Important. Yeah. Kilos, Usually, it's right, right. Start the race. You see them all running for the, for the box. <laughs> that's at least ten kilos lighter right now. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And then, um, no, no. In seriousness, though, we'll um, the guys make me eat breakfast and food in general because on the race weekend, I, I struggle to eat a lot. Um, I spoke to a few of the races about it. I think it's just like the adrenaline of it and you struggle mm -hmm. to eat under adrenaline. Um, so the guys, <laughs> the, I'll, I'll wake up and they'll have food ready there for me. So I can't, <laughs> I can't not eat. And they're like, eat. So um, usually I have like, I don't know really. It's just, it varies with some, some mornings I'll get up and I want bacon sandwich. Other mornings I'll get up and it'll be like yogurt and granola, something boring. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, we'll just, if like friday practice it's a lot busier day i've got to get my head straight for the start of the session because the problem is with bsb because there's so few sessions if you fluff f uh, fp1 the rest of them are just going to be so much harder than they than they should be or could be um so you've definitely got to try to get up to pace as quick as you can because the problem is if you don't it throws your setup doesn't it it's like it'll be too soft then for fp2 because they've gone right you need it softer because you're not riding as quick and then all of a sudden fp2 you go three seconds a lot quicker and the bike's completely out of out of the, the range it it should be in so it's um yeah so that's difficult sometimes because that calyx is so like really um finicky as in Snetterton, we put one mil on the ride height, one mil extra because I begged for it. It was like it will ruin the setup. I was like, ah, I just want one more, and it just completely threw it out. Like the front was folding everywhere, pushing wide. Just one mil of rear ride height ruined the whole lot. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And then we'll come in from whether it's FP one or just a session in general. We'll come in. I'll get my kit off. I'll have quick five minutes to think over the session in the lorry on my own, and then. Ian will be out in like the data part of the awning to so separate the awning. Um, and then I'll, once I'm ready, I'll, I'll walk out. We'll, Ian will be there ready for me with the data. And then we'll run through the data and 
basically tell me what I'm not <laughs> doing right. We'll look at we'll obviously all the tele telemetry and put my feedback against it, see if it's matching. If it is, we'll make a make the right call on whether it's gearing, suspension change or anything like that. And then yeah, we just kind of then hope the best for the races. <laughs> That's so, any uh superstitions, you know, some people like have to wear the same socks or they have some kind of superstitious thing they do before they race and they, they got to do it the same way every time. I've got some really strange ones. We got to hear them because we've heard yeah. some strange ones. Trust me. Yeah. When I put my kit on, I did, this is day to day as well. This isn't just a weekend. If I do this wrong, I'm going to have a bad day. <laughs> like them socks have to come off, go in the wash and I'm putting a different pair on. I always have to put my left sock on first. I always have to put my left leg through my suit or base layers first. Literally left side's everything first. Earplug, glove, left side for everything. And then this sounds really daft, but I refuse to ride big bikes in the month of February. Because that is when every time I've ridden in February, I've had like huge accidents. So now I'm just like, nah. There's like a time frame. It's like late Feb. I, no, not riding. <laughs> that, that's it. I, I just don't. Because like the ligaments was fed, the femur was fed, the big burn was fed. It was just like, no, nah, <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. Hey, I understand. I mean, Chris yeah. could fill in in February. I mean, yeah, I, I could fill in. Yeah. Do it. Absolutely, <laughs> I can. Yeah, organize a test. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying how well I'll do, but yeah, I'll definitely throw my leg around it and give it my all. They'll be like, dude, what happened, Luca? You're like 40 seconds off the pace. <laughs> I'd be like, I need an extra meal in the rear, man. Put an extra meal in there. I got yeah, it. Extra stones on you. He's like, what the heck? Yeah. Damn, you got fat, Luca. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Too much fish and chips and mushy peas, <laughs> which are awesome, by the way. That that was one of my favorite Bye, things mate. when I was there. Yeah, mushy peas are good. You can still get them here. I just had them a couple weeks ago. Did you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got a Irish uh, pub here along the river. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So do you follow uh, our series here in the States, Moto America? Yes, briefly. So who, who do you like? So we got a pretty pretty cool um, year coming up, season coming up. Obviously, Brandon, Pash. Pash, of course, everyone. Who, who doesn't like Brandon? He's just right? a character, isn't he? Yeah. He's wicked. It's like, have you seen that video of him riding that um, Ninja 250, jumping it? Yeah, uh, yeah, the little guard track. Yeah, yeah dude, that was awesome. Yeah, who thinks of that? Like, yeah, he's he's a character. He's he's wicked. Um, I was gonna say, but I don't know what he's doing. Um, Jack Roach. I still don't know what he's doing this year. So obviously, Jack's a mate. Um, and I, but I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's doing BSB or or what. So if he was to do Mount America, obviously be. It'd definitely be um definitely be Jack amongst that. Who else have you got? Who was it that rode for Westby? Oh Maddie Skoltz. Maddie Skoltz. Yeah. Yeah. He's we're still waiting to see about his ride, hopefully yeah. this year. That team has folded up. Rides in the wet. He's fast. In the wet, he's like he's yeah. He's <laughs> the South Africans are all fast. I mean, you got Cam Peterson mm. and Skoltz, they always battle. I mean, it, it must be something down there. Oh, it must yeah. be water in the water. That's what I was going to say. It must be in the water. always fast. Yeah. But um, mind you, do you see that video of um, Matthew and uh, what when he crashed down the hill? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's doing the slide, like yep. safe. It was like second down. Yeah. <laughs> that was sick. I was. Oh, he's still hanging good. on the bike, too. Yeah. Until yep. he hit the, the grass, way. and then he's like, oop, better let go. Yeah. Did he still, did he still podium up? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, he got up yep. and, yeah. He still podium, didn't he? Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy. That's the only thing that I, that annoys me a bit about BSB. We can't get up and carry on. If, if we crash, that's it. Out of the yeah. race. Um, but I think that's for the, obviously the reason behind it. Well, your tracks are a lot tighter, smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not they're not quite as as big. It might be a problem for you guys. Yeah, your like, tracks. Usually, they get off. They can get off the not all the time, but most time they can get off far enough where they can get back up and try again. Mm-hmm. And they're like mm-hmm. not on the race line. Massive tracks. I'm playing them on the games. I'm like, this track is so wide. <laughs> it's like triple the size of Cadwell. <laughs> what game are you playing? Um, I play a lot of Rye Five. Dude, bro, listen. We're gonna have to get on there and play together for sure because I play Let's ride five. We will. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, ride five is awesome. But dude, you're right. So I've been to Cadwell. Obviously, it's my favorite track, right? Mark, next time I'm putting Mark in my suitcase and and I'm gonna put Amy in the other suitcase. And uh yeah, I'm gonna ship him out go? there. Yeah. Uh we'll fly you over there. Just have your dad give me a triple seven. That's it. I'll be I'll, good to I'll go. Be right next to him. Yeah. Uh but Man, that's one thing that when I first showed up, man, how narrow the track was. But to be honest with you, Cadwell Parks, I th- the layout I think is bigger than VIR, Virginia National Raceway here. Um, the, the the course that Moto America races on, not the full course because we have a full course too, right? But the right. But the, the the North Courts uh, that they that they race on, yeah, Cadwell Parks bigger than that as far as lengthwise right and it's super hilly you see it on tv it don't look as hilly it is it's 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 a lot more hilly than we are um and of course the famous mountain jump that was just it's wicked (laughs) i love it bro dude and of course that picture that i posted uh, for social media that i used for for this podcast was the one of you jumping yeah the cadwell mount man that's uh (laughs) dude so uh when i was there too I, i came friends with um my man Caden Wilkinson, right? And uh mm-hmm. bro, he was properly sent into over the mountain. I was like, dude, so it was so awesome to watch in real life. Like I tell everybody, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen on two wheels. Yeah, it is it is wicked. I was because <laughs> Cadwell was the track I performed best at, even though I'd done some daft stuff when I was there. Um, but I, I said to the guys, the only reason I'm quick, I just want to get around to the mountain quicker each lap. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just want to get back to the mountain. Um, but no, Cadwell was eventful. We um, I had a bit of a, a whoopsie in Q2 early on. So I had to go through Q1, got through Q1 into Q2. And I was like, this is going all right, this is. And then dropped it, at, you know, the last corner. Mm-hmm. And where I dropped it, I've managed to go under the air fencing and into the barrier. Mm. And I've stood up on my shoulders like that. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> So we went and seen someone we know in the paddock and they, they slipped it back in. And I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm feeling all right. I'm ready to race. Next morning, I got up and I was like, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, that's sore. And then we went out in the race and it felt, obviously, when the adrenaline kicks in, I was I was fine and then didn't even notice it. And then I thought that the corner, you know, after you've gone out over the mountain, you've got whole bends. Mm-hmm. I thought for some reason it crossed my mind that I could go into there without breaking and just kiss the limiter. So I was coming in, I was nearly at the limiter, and then I'd grab the front, not, not grab it, and just it's only Squeak. gentle on the front there, yeah. 
and then obviously it's the right left and i was like i can go in there without braking because i thought if i hit the limit of the bike it's going to drag back a bit so that was my thought process and i've come into there and it's gone and uh, as i've kissed the limit i've dropped it in it's gone into the right it's gone in perfectly but i'd completely forgotten the fact you can't ride that calyx and not do anything on it at any point so as i've flicked to left the bike's under no load and the front just went bang True. and i was like yeah. no because <laughs> i was sitting third at the time and i was like no way that's just happened <laughs> Yeah, that's those stiff chassis bikes. You got to keep the front loaded all the time for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, you do. Um, so we actually have a comment too from Chris Lewis. What is up, man? He says that uh, which circuit would you say is the most physical, intensive, physically intensive? Uh, it's probably it has probably got to be Cadwell or Alton Park. Alton Park's really it. It doesn't look it, but it's. Alton Park's like hard on the shoulders. <laughs> um, Cadwell is just hard on everything because you're constantly moving. That long straight is the big break you get. Other than that, you're corner into corner into corner into corner. It's like coming over out the gooseneck, the front's lifting, and just as the front's dropping down, you're on the brakes into the hairpin. It's like you don't get a break around there. But it's, um, I think that's what makes it so good, though. Yeah, Harry Cook says he agrees with you. He says Alton Park is physical. Mm. Harry, my mate. What is up, Harry? Dude, Harry's awesome. He just tried calling me. Like, <laughs> Did he really? Was more he just people. tried calling me 13 minutes ago. <laughs> Would yeah. you say, Mark? I said, I said, you know more people. I mean, pretty soon you're going to be like more famous than Valentino Rossi, I think. Yeah, more people yeah. in Europe are going to know you than here and everywhere else. This yeah, is, I, you're you're becoming a, a star here. Who me? Yes, pretty soon I'm gonna have to do a podcast with you on your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mind yeah, you, like Luca is a as a commentator with me. Yeah, I'm right. looking at the comments now, and Jack Nice yeah. has just said Knock Hill. Yep, Jack yeah. too. What's up, Jack? Yeah, that would be a pretty hard. Knock Hill is real physical. Yeah. Jack says, what's up, Chris and my bro, Luca? Jack, what? Are we not mace either? I'm just joking with you, man. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Carl Knight says, Luca Allen is the man. And then Harry says, love you, Luca. What about me, Harry? You know, I'm, I'm always much love. Yes, he Watch. is. Look. You like there that, you didn't you, dude? You that? Yeah. Look, oh, wait, you, yeah, America. Yeah. Yeah. Mine don't do it. Oh, you know what? Mine doesn't either. Why doesn't mine do it? Oh, you know what? Because we're not Facebook. Are you on Facebook? Uh, nope. No, all, all you guys are are, 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 are on my link. It does something else too. I know the hearts, but I know um somebody else did it too when I had him on the podcast. It'll do it. I think you just got to do it just right. <laughs> yeah, I don't do it just right. Man. Jake Stad just commented, Luke had a great year last year. Have I missed a story about him losing an inch off his love stick at Silverstone? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Peter, what is up, man? Peter's awesome. <laughs> Um, I think I should um, answer that comment. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the story um, behind that is um, it's Silverstone at round one. I'd, I'd come into turn into the kink left into turn two. And um, the front was just, I still don't know what I've done because that whole weekend now I was just, I can't remember anything. And but anyway, the, the front had folded and um, I've been sliding, folded at 128. And I'd been sliding for that long that it 
burnt a hole in the suit where you don't want to burn a hole in the suit. Ooh. And got road rash also where you don't really want road rash. <laughs> so um, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's that. <laughs> that was, um, that was a sore one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Love stick hurt for a while, huh, dude? That was awesome, Peter. <laughs> hard ride after that, back and forth. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's good stuff, man. Hey, that's good that's stuff. a good story, actually. So, um, 2023 first year in GP2 class racing against 600s. Um, how would you rate your season? Uh, that's a tough one. Because there's obviously, I think sometimes you can get blinded by the fact finished, you finished third. Like you can get a bit blinded by that, I think. But um, if I'm honest, probably a, a six. There was a lot of room for improvement within my riding. Um, I had my off at Cadwell, which definitely takes it down a rating. Uh, then obviously the Silverstone incident, that didn't need to happen. I think I just got looking back on it now i think you always need to be able to criticize yourself and i think i just got a bit bit ahead of myself i was like round one let's go i had a good uh, test at silverson in the wet so i was, I was excited for that so i thought yeah let, let's I, I was just overexcited. then the crash happened which i think was to do with me getting overexcited, really and then i was that took me out for two rounds which lost me a potential of well what is it 25 25 20 100 points not saying I've got 100 points, of course, but it's lost me definitely at least four fourth places, which is a lot of points. Yeah. So there's, there's always room for improvement within a season, even if you've won it, I think. And oh, then, yeah, uh, for sure. Chris Lewis has just has said as well, um, obviously data is massively important, but can you sometimes get data overload? I think uh sometimes you can it just depends like you can analyze it for too long it's most dangerous when you come to the end of a day and you've got the rest of the night and you'll go back into your and you'll get the laptop out and you'll just keep looking keep looking keep looking keep looking especially if you've had a crash where you're looking at the data and you can't understand why you've crashed or you, and when it gets to that point you just need to put it down to you've folded the front that's it whereas mm -hmm. sometimes you could be like what, what what did i do wrong was there a bump it didn't look, i pulled the same amount of brakes i did last lap and i think sometimes it can get definitely get too much sometimes but it's a big it's a big tool to have as well that's what we kind of say here you know with our our super bikes and everything how they're so everything's just so data driven and the computers you know they hold the throttle it knows where you are on the track it knows what corner you're in the track you know, sometimes we wonder how fun it would be if they just went back to old school where they got rid of all the rider aids, you know? Yeah. They just left it up to the rider to just the wrist, you know, the wrist and the brain. I think, yeah, the, the, it would it'd be a slower race, but I think for yeah. the entertainment, it would be so much better because they'd yeah. be a lot closer to be banging in each other, um, even just the starts. I mean, how many people growing up know what it's like to um, – let go of a clutch on a start and not have a um, button of launch control. You know, all the yeah. kids growing up today, have they ever actually done anything without launch control? You know, it'd be, I think it'd be 
pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah me too. Uh, Luca, on on the GP two bike, uh, you don't have launch control any of that. Like w w the electronic side side of the, of of the bike, do you guys use Motec or? Um, well, for the data, I use uh, we use two D, two D. Um, but we have like we don't have any electronics. No, no, over there, you guys don't like not like we have here. No, yeah. we don't. Yeah, run electronics. That is the cool thing about BSB; they don't run that stuff like we do here. <laughs> Even that's on what I'm saying. I think it'd be kind of cool if they could just <laughs> do it kind of like that. Yeah, but you know, we're always about speed, and but you know, when a guy's beating somebody by 14 seconds, half a lap, I mean, it's not fun to watch anymore because it's just, no. you, especially when you go to the race, you already know who's going to win, and you know they're going to blow them away. Yeah. It's like, what? Why watch? You know what I mean? Yeah. And listen, to, if anybody out there is, that's watching this that actually wants to jump in the podcast and ask Luca a question live. Hit me, send me a message in, in Facebook Messenger. I'll send you the link and you can jump in here and, and ask Luca yourself, which I think would be pretty cool. So, if anybody's Absolutely. listening, you want to jump in, send me a message on Messenger and uh, yeah, I'll send you the link. You can jump in here and yeah, definitely yeah. hit them up. Let's see. We, we were talking about this earlier about doing this yeah. and we thought it'd be that'd be pretty cool actually. Yeah. Have you guys actually go on camera at least ask your question and get your answer? That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. Um, so yeah, man. Um, Fraser Harley says, "What would you say is your biggest goal for the year, Luca, twenty twenty four?" Everyone's goal is to always win a championship, and that's <laughs> that's. I think that's always the long and short of it. You don't go and spend like whatever it is, like stupid money on tires to to go and try and mess about and <laughs> do you? I think you're yeah. always doing it to try and win. Um, but it's it's going to be tough this year. You've got obviously Owen Jenner coming into it, fast rider. You've got um, oh bloody hell, what's his name? I've I've gone blank. He, he rode for Jack Nixon. Jack Nixon. You've got yeah. Jack Nixon coming into it. He's like really fast. So um, yeah, there's a potential <laughs> we could try and win it definitely try podium championship again but it's it will be tough this jack's fast and are really really fast and you've got other people joining as well that are all like seriously quick so yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to hit my man cameron frazier up um and yeah. see if he's going to be back in the gp2 class because i haven't heard anything have you I tried messaging him the other day and he was like, <laughs> he's being all, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. You do know. <laughs> yeah, he knows for sure. He yeah, knows. I tried it again. He just completely ignored it. And I was like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that um, that gin company is done? Jen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had him. I had yeah. him on the podcast. Cameron, actually, he, he's. I sent him a pin to gas shirt, and he sent me yeah. his uh, championship winning shirt right there. And right there is my mate Jake Marsh right there. There is with the pin yeah. to gas on the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah, dude, it, uh, dude, it's such an honor because they're running me on his leathers and his bikes, and it's, it's, I, I don't know what to say. It's funny, man, because I reached out to. Oh my god, I got to look it up so I don't, I don't get this wrong. I reached out to do to do to do to do to do hang on. Uh, 
man, what what's his name? Club ninety eight racing. Man, I can't remember his name. Oh, we had him on the podcast. No. No, he races for R and D racing. Um Club ninety eight. Yeah, man, no, dude. DM Club ninety eight. Do do do. Making comeback. Follow BR Racing Club ninety eighteen. Oh, I know who you're on about. Uh, oh my, I can't remember his name, man. I know who you're on about. Uh, my blank. Him. Yeah, I, I know. Um. So listen, I hit him up, ben. right? Ben. Who? Ben. Yes, Ben. Yeah. Yes. So I hit him up. I was like, Hey Ben, I'd love to, you know, have chat with you and, and, and like to get you on the podcast. Look, this is what he replied. Can you guys see that? He says, Hey mate, you're actually on my leather suit this year. I race for RD racing. I was oh, like, <laughs> wait, what? How awesome is that? Dude, small Look, dude, small, small world right there. It is. There it is. That's sweet, that is. Proper man. Absolute proper. But yeah, I, I need to. Uh, I hit, I hit Cameron up. But yeah, he he was telling me because when I had him on the podcast, him and his partner was, uh, I think it's already been packaged and stuff. They might have been waiting on their license for something, and then they were getting ready to start like shipping it out everywhere. Yeah. Um, but have you tried it? Mm. No. I haven't yet. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're watching, send me some, please. That's right. Yeah, Jake Marsh, Ben. Thank you, Jake. Thank you for saving me, mate. Yeah, dude, I can't. I try to keep up with everybody's name. I really do. It's uh, I got a phone and a notebook full. Two notebooks actually sitting right here. <laughs> I'm just it's gonna yeah. keep getting bigger. So, dude, bro, yeah, I need a. It's almost like yeah. I need another laptop just to keep everything. Max Hall, what is up? He says, Luca, hi. Hope all is well. Absolutely, man. And then uh chris lewis again chris man listen why don't you just send me a message on messenger i'll bring you in and you can ask luca live um your question your next question but he says what class are you racing in in 2024 um i'll be gp2 again same as last year same setup riding for fraser again um that setup really seemed to work last year um get a lot of support from the guys and they're just really good with their data <laughs> like when ian first introduced me to data i was like what is this it's just a bunch of squiggly lines on the screen i don't know what i'm looking at it went, so you see your brake sensor here and you trail it and you go on and off and i was like i don't know which one the brake sensor line is <laughs> and he had to point it out to me and like completely show me it all and but yeah they're all it's just uh for me it's just something that works really tight nice feel to it and obviously i date holly Harris, who is Fraser's sister. Um, so, you know, it all just it all just works really well. It's sure. awesome. That is awesome. 2024 is going to be big. Uh, it, it, the race is going to be just in all categories, uh, in BSB, Moto America, and Moto GP too. So you're with the same team, same mechanics, same crew, same everything? Yeah, whole lot. Yeah. And what engines do you guys use in the GP2? Are they Triumphs? We we use a Honda, um, okay. the old CBR6. Um, I know Jake runs a 765 or is it Triumph. 675? Yeah. Jake, yeah. correct me. It's either 765 or 675. Um, I know the Go Racing lot used an R6. 
engine. The chassis is based around an R6. And Kramer used a KTM 890. Barbershop's a, a twin. Yeah. Yeah, twin. So there's a mix of engines in there, definitely. And then but the CBR is just, it doesn't seem at the minute quite quite as quick. <laughs> but hey, Jack Scott did it, didn't he? And Kyle and China's bit in that. So there's no excuse, is there? <laughs> no, absolutely not. And, and, and that's one thing that I love about the class is so many varieties of just configuration. I think it's awesome that they allow uh prototype chassis and swing arms yeah. in class with with no engine modifications right uh yeah. some would think that would that would probably be the cheapest way to go racing because yeah, up front is the big expense for the chassis mm -hmm. and all that right and then but you don't have to worry about what fifteen twenty thousand dollar r6 rebuilds or whatever they are yeah. right it's it's Crazy. ridiculous yeah. yeah twice a year so yeah. it was kind of like our twins class was supposed to be here uh you know supposed to be affordable and it's gotten like you can spend a ton of money on it now yeah i can imagine it's like i know we know some teams that were refreshing the r6 engines every three rounds imagine wow. how expensive that was getting man and let's just say 10 10 grand right that's that's mm -hmm. already thirty thousand dollars and you still got what seven races to go whatever it exactly. is you've still got the van vance and hindsides like they're money big money all of that is just big cash and the good thing about the calyx and well the well gp2s is that once you've got the initial buy of the bike it's stock six money to run it it's mm -hmm. one engine last you a year you've got you use the same amount of sets of tires as stock six and the best part about it is if you ride the chassis properly there's not really a reason why you can't be up there overall as um Jack's got proved and this bit. So. I don't know why we don't do something like that here. I don't either. I that's what I mean, really what they brought the twins class in for, but then we're able to make it so expensive. You mm. know what I mean? Did they replace? It always seems like we have a way to make it more expensive. Yeah, over there, did they replace a class with the twins? Like, have they kicked a class out? Um, no, I believe they just added it because yeah. uh, while well, they want to, they talk about getting rid of the stock 1000 um, mm. class, but that was. The stock 1000s were still running when the twins got introduced. It was supposed to be so it'd be closer racing, and like people that want to come up and actually race could probably afford it because mm. honestly, unless you have some big bikes, you're not going to super sport unless you've got some major bucks uh, yeah. for super bike or super sport. Or I mean, even stock 1000 is even um, up there, but like that would be cool. Now, our new thing I don't know if you've ever watched it, but our baggers class where they big, that's becoming like the big new thing right now. That's where pretty much all the money's going. I mean, that those guys are you know, a lot of the riders are going over to the baggers class because they're getting paid big bucks, yeah. Uh, and it's super pop, it's getting really popular. And I guess now was the announcement that they're going to be a coda, yep, they're going to so be a coda, gonna, with the world's going to see it. Yep. Was it um McWilliams that was sliding it? Oh, dude, McWilliams is a genius. Yes, yes. And he, he, you know what's crazy? The Indian and the Harley Davidsons are the only factory teams we have in Moto America. True factory a Honda team. out there, like it's Aspen Kate or something, you know, or Goldwing. <laughs> but yeah. what's crazy is that Daytona, so they run the 600s at Daytona, and the uh, baggers were going just as fast as the 600s were on the on the back street. They That's clocked them at 184. Can you imagine that? 184 on a bike like that? That's nuts. Dude, that and, and 
Luca, a, a lot of those guys, like especially the factory teams, man, they got like a hundred thousand plus dollars in those bikes. Oh, more than that. I mean, yeah, that's why I said buddy Max Max Flinders. Uh, yeah. Last year, Daytona was coming out there, and um, he said all he saw was hay bale or wall, and he he dumped it like a I forget how fast he was going, but I was just like, wow, imagine dumping one of those bikes at that speed, mm-hmm. having to get off. But that like. I know that's crazy. And uh, when I talked to uh, Stuart Higgs um, out there, uh, he told me that supposedly you guys are supposed to be getting a bagger class in BSB. Um, I'd be, I'd be yeah, coming. I think 2025 or 2026, he said something like that. So maybe there'll be an announcement this year, if not next year. Um, but that's what he told me. Uh, I think it would be good. Uh, could you imagine baggers at Cadwell Park, man? <laughs> you launch one of them, they're going to be in the stands. Uh, dude, I was sitting there actually when, man, I forgot who it was come over the mountain course, and when he landed, he got it crossed up, and he wrecked. Man, who was that? When was it? Is that the one where he hit the – This the, year. Where the bike hit the uh... – Last year, 2023, when I was there. Oh, and the bike went like sky high. Yeah, over the barrier was it? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, maybe it was because they red flagged it. Yellow bike. Uh, I can't. It might have been. I want to say it was silver for some reason, but yeah, it might have been yellow. It happened so quick. Uh, Charlie Nesbitt, thank you. Yes. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. that wreck. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty yeah. amazing. Well, and then. Go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, he says, what was that that Stuart Higgs said? Sorry, Chris, I missed that. Oh, so I was just telling Luca that when I talked to Stuart, he told me that uh, he was working with Wayne Rainey in, in Moto America trying to get bagger class over there to, to BSB. So uh, they, there might be an am- announcement this year or, or next year, but he did tell me it was coming, They're gonna which be would tough. be good. It's going to be hard to go on those courses with a big bike, though. Oh, man. Dude, listen. But, uh, dude, it's hard you enough know, with the bikes that are running out. You imagine putting a full <laughs> – 600 pound bike that's ooh, that'd be something to see that'd be like a demolition derby which yeah. we didn't tell luca that we're gonna come over we're, riders, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna run the scooter class chris and i you know we're, we're sponsored we're, by yeah. mcdonald's that's right that's right scooter class coming to bsb baby y'all heard it first we're I gonna put orange codes up in the I saw it on ones <laughs> that thing was hilarious did you ever watch that on youtube the scooter class they had yeah. like a scooter race there. I, I was like, wow, how fun was that? It'd be just funny to watch those guys. It would Round be. ones at Snetterton. You start track exit and race to Mackey's. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, man. So, Luca, 2025, what's your expectations going in besides step being on that number one plate, being champion? Honestly, don't know yet. I mean, some of our super sport would be cool. Um, oh, it's just huge money. We're, str- we're really struggling at the minute to fund uh, GP2, and that's nowhere near the money of Supersport. And the only way I could go from GP2 really is like then Stock Thou, which is a bit don't it don't seem a right move for me. Yeah, yeah it might be it comes to 2025, but at the minute, if someone said oh Stock Thou, I'd be like, mm, I don't know, but it's. Even that, I think, will probably be similar monies to Supersport. So either way, it's it's got to be one of the two. We've got to try and find some funds. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so insane. I mean, compared to really any other sport, 
you know, like any other sport growing up, you could went and played, well, soccer or football to you guys. You know, it doesn't cost much to go play or hockey here or football here. Or, you know, but you get in any kind of motorsports, it's like, wow. It's even in what you're doing still mm. isn't cheap. No, no, it's not. It's, um, I think the tire bill is knocking on 20. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's big money. And we're just like, we can't keep, we can bankroll it for so long. But after a while, it's, it's getting kind of ridiculous now. So we've just got to, we're trying really hard to try and get more sponsors. But fortunately, yeah. the ones we've got, but it's, it's a lot of money involved, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And plus, you're competing against everybody else that's going for sponsors, you know. And um, Absolutely. You just call Elon Musk and uh, say, hey, Tesla sponsor you. We need to get you over here to Moto America is what we need. I want yeah, to, we got it, yeah. I want to do Daytona. Oh, dude, that would yeah, be yeah. proper. Well, listen, if you ever come across here, man, you got a free place to stay at my house. I'm in Virginia. I'm about... 10 hours from Daytona, but hey, I'll drive it. we'll sort all that out. Yeah, we'll drive down there. No problem. Road yeah, trip, yeah. right? I've got something pretty interesting, actually, about um, it's America-related. Okay. So, obviously, the great Nicky Hayden. Yeah. We, well, he's, he's my, one of my dad's best mates. He's got one of the last World Superbikes, Nicky Road. No kidding, really? Your dad? My, well, been my dad's dad. best friend. Oh, dude, no way. No kidding. Yeah. You know, going to bring it to Kentucky? Kentucky? Yeah. You know, the one he rode at Goodwood? Yep. Yeah. And he wants me at some point to take it over to America and ride it and somehow organize with AMA parade laps on it. And he wants me to ride it. Well, you know, they do a, a foundation f a ride uh, yeah. every year for him down in, down in Owensboro in uh, Nikki's hometown. Yep. Roger yeah. and, and Tommy have that put together. That'd be cool to ride that because they get people every year to come down to, to it, it's getting bigger every year. It will ride. Real. Definitely. And it's like, I think it'd be nice as well, probably for the, for the Roger and the family, maybe to see the bike again. Oh, I, I guarantee Absolutely. it. Yeah. Um, but no, that's, that's something we're, tr we're trying to line up and trying to get sorted at, at some point, but who knows? Motor America will help you with that. That uh, you know, being able to do that, you know, yeah, bring it over. Yeah, that'd be cool because it's. Um, I think it'd be something that'd be. It's just something that's nice, isn't it? It's just, it's a sentimental thing. It's mm -hmm. yeah, it's cool. It's good for the fans though. That, that, that yeah, you know, we get you have it at the racetrack and and uh, people come by and and see it and good memorial for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. You know, I named my son Hayden Rossi after Nikki Hayden and Valentino. Oh, so, yeah. It. Yeah. Huge fan. I, I Well, I listen, I had the pleasure and the honor to actually uh, meet Nikki Hayden several times. Got pictures, got uh, an actual signed helmet from him. Um, oh, yeah. I met all his brothers, got signed posters. His dad got signed books from them all there. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, my wife, she's like, that's my ticket right there. Uh, date night with Nikki Hayden. I was like, well, you go, girl. You go get them, girl. You go do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I said, just bring me you're back gonna, something signed. I'm good. Yeah. You're like, you're being competition. Right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, he's the only one I didn't get to meet. Uh, obviously, no Roger. And I knew Tommy back in the day. And then, unfortunately, I, I never got to meet him. Because when he was here, I don't know, I was probably off playing hockey at the time or something. I don't remember, but yeah, 
I didn't get to the race and get to meet him. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, a proper is not was is still a legend mm-hmm. for sure of the sport. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I remember when he went over there to motor. Like at first, I remember Luca. What, what year is that? Two? It was two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. Edwards had just won the. I, well, he so Edwards just won the title in 02 with the RC 51 and World Superbike. So, under contract, Edwards was supposed to get that RCV ride over Hayden. And then Hayden won the American Championship on the RC 51. So, um, I don't know how it ended up working out. He got it over Colin Edwards, uh, that ride. So, and I was super happy too. I was like, oh man, like at first I wanted Edwards to go too, right? Because he just won the title. Uh, more experience, blah blah blah. But I think a lot of it had to do too because Nikki was young, right? A lot younger than Edwards was at, at that time. And yeah, I was everybody in America was absolutely happy to have an American back yeah, in. Yeah, and speaking of that, I mean, we uh, yesterday for uh, for us here in Mode America, Pat, uh, we lost Dane Westby here, the Wolverine here, uh, years back, and it was his birthday yesterday, so yeah. Happy heavenly birthday, Mr. Wolverine. That's He's it. gone, but not forgotten, that's for sure. You know, yeah. And, and then I just read a thing uh, just a second ago where uh, Zavi Forez was going to race uh, Takayamaha on the Daytona 200. Mm-hmm. That's hard too. He's doing that this year, isn't there? Like Peter Hickman's doing it as well. Peter Hickman's yep, coming. Yep. Yes, dude. Yeah. God, I wish I was going now to do, Now do we have to go to we, the boys just said about Daytona if we were going to go? Richard like, Cooper. Uh, I don't know if we're going to go. We make a now I didn't know Hickman was going to be there. And yeah, you've got to go. Got to go. Got to. Got to be. I mean, get down there cheap. It's just uh, we'd have to drive a little bit farther to stay this time. But ah, it's worth it. It's absolutely. No, we were there last year. We were there last year. So <laughs> I'm still got, trying. I would love to go this year. In it as well. You can get really cheap flights out of Roanoke. Uh, well, I got so all regional jets out of there. I went to uh, well in April. I'm going to for the MotoGP race, so I fly into Oklahoma because that's where one of my buddies live. We drive to Texas, but like a round trip ticket from here to Oklahoma was like three hundred and twenty-five bucks. I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't much. Really, not that expensive. I thought it'd be yeah. cheaper. Than that. No, no. You can go no. to Florida for cheap. It's not that price. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then as soon as I turn around from like, if I was to go to Daytona, like I'd have to give up uh, probably Atlanta, right? But I really want to go to Atlanta. Um, because I might be working um, actually with with uh, Ryan Wolf on his team that that weekend. So if I was to give that up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Might, I, I don't want to put somebody in a bind when I already gave my word. I'd do it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to. But fortunate for me, I met Peter Hickman uh, out there. Uh, it was uh, I got to the hotel, whatever. I woke up the next day, called HRC because they were right there. Because I stayed in Laos, so it was right down the street. They told me yeah. flat out, absolutely not. You cannot come by unless you got business. I said, I'm American. I do got business. So I just want to take some pictures of the bikes. And they were like, <laughs> absolutely not, but good try. Have a good day. <laughs> Click. And I was like, oh, well, shit. Uh, so I, I called Peter Hickman's shop. And I was like, hey, I'm, my name's Sim Cohen from America. I just landed. I want to come out there, buy a hat and T-shirt and sweater. Let's go, Peter. You know, and they're like, he's like, absolutely. Come on by, right? So I, yeah. I get a cab, go there, show up. The guy comes, meets me out in the parking lot. Like, we pulled up in the cab, and he comes out the door. He's like, you must be the American. I was like, woo, I'm Simcoe. What's up? Let's go. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, your energy is just crazy. 
He didn't tell me Peter Hitman wasn't standing inside. So as soon as I cut the corner, dude, there's Peter Hitman right next to his bike. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me right now. So <laughs> Christmas all over again. Bro, it was, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, had a nice conversation. He invited me back because that was the first time because he just moved buildings, right? So he's having a bike night, first bike night at his new place. Got there, uh, met his dad, had a nice long conversation with his dad and uh, obviously with Pete again and met Faye. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just proper, right? And then I go to the track that whole weekend, do the grid walk, and Peter gives me high fives and fist pounds throughout the whole weekend as he's coming by. He'd see me and go like this and come by and give me a big old fist pound. I'm thinking to myself, like, is this real? Like, is this really happening? Did, am I did I am I dead now? Is this a dream? I mean, because I don't want to wake up because this is proper right here, right? Uh yeah, it's uh Peter's he's such a nice guy, absolutely. Oh, and actually, he was working. So the guy standing behind the counter, and there was a girl, man. I wish I could remember their names. Um, he's like, You need to take a picture of this because the only time you're gonna see Peter Hickman physically working. And Peter's like, Yep, that's right. And all he was doing was putting together uh the cardboard stands that because he sells the the his mats yeah. that that you put bikes on. So who's putting together that cardboard stand? He's like, Yep, yeah, you should take a picture of this, which I did. So I do have that. I have proof if anybody wants to know. But it actually works. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes like, can you, do you can you tell the difference when you have American fans over there compared to your fans? Are they more nuts? Are they just low keyed? Uh well, our fans compared to American fans. Yeah. And I, the reason I'm asking, because um, we'll tell you a story about fans here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take this personally. No, no, no. Americans are just nuts. <laughs> they're wicked. They've got so much energy. They're just like, yeah, like, all the time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But like British fans are a lot more like. Just, Low key. They're not jumping yeah. up and down. Yeah. Jumping fences, kissing your boots, uh, picking you up on the stand. No, no, they, they don't do any of that. <laughs> he said, no, it'd be cool if they did, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I'd love someone to come up to me and kiss me. Boots. Hey, come on <laughs> over here, it'll happen. Trust me. Like, <laughs> come on over here and get on the get on the box. I guarantee it'll happen. You'll be pouring <laughs> champagne on them down the throat. Yeah. Doing a uh, what they call where, where they drink the champagne out of the boot, the yeah. uh, the booty or whatever up on no. the shoulders. Oh yeah, yeah, it's wicked. Absolutely, Chris Lewis says I'll be going to Donington Rounds Brands and hopefully Alton Luca would be great to come by and say hi, Chris, dude. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. When you get there, go straight over to Luca and yeah, give him a big old high five. You and while you're there, you should buy. Yeah, yeah, she come swing by. Yep, get you a t-shirt and a hat to help support them yeah. too as well for sure. Hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, do 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 you also have a club like you know, Club Forty Five yeah. Marsh and all that? I need to set something up um, because we are struggling with the funds like, quite a bit. So we need to set something like that up. Uh, but it's just how I, yeah. I, I mean, I was planning to do it this week, but. I didn't realize how like information heavy this ADR course is. So I'm just like, I've not got any energy to do anything else. <laughs> like, it's just so, it's so complicated. You're just like, what the hell? Yeah. So you, you still go to school, right? You're, you're in school. No, no. I left when I was 16. Okay. Uh, started working for my dad straight away. He owns, um, do you have, yeah, you do. You have auto smart out there, right? What no. is it? Auto smart. 
Auto Smart. No. I think you have some parts. It's I know there's I think there's a branch in Texas. Um, it might be under it, another name. Yeah. I don't remember Auto Smart. Yeah, it's like um, cleaning chemicals for cars. Okay. Uh, okay. Like the foaming TFRs, polishes, and mm -hmm. workshop products like brake yeah. cleaners, spray, literally anything and everything. We even sell toilet roll. Nice. <laughs> literally anything and everything. Um, so I started working for my dad straight away when I left school. Because um, I actually went to an engineering college where I got like, um, what did I get? I got distinctions in like engineering, manufacture, mm -hmm. product design, engineering design, and something else. So basically, a load of rubbish that I'm probably not going to use again. <laughs> no, you never know. One yeah. day, race will be over, and then you'll be like, hmm. I can weld. <laughs> hey, well, that's a good know. skill to have. So. There it is. Yeah, so um, and then after that, I kind of like left school. We just, I, I can't sit at a desk. I'm, I'm too fidgety. I just can't. I'm just there, like jittering my knee up and down nonstop. Um, just, no, I don't know anybody else like that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just that. like, yeah, I can't sit still at a desk. So when I work for dad, um, I have been since I left. And then now, now I'm 18, over here I can go and get um i can go and get my lorry license mm -hmm. um, which is a truck if anyone doesn't know what a lorry is yeah, it's a oh, yeah of course yeah of course yeah um so i can go and get that now um but before i can do that i have to get my adr license because i'm going to be carrying chemicals mm -hmm. um there's probably like a hazmat license here yeah probably with the orange plates and stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah so that's that we call that a adr um so yeah it's a week-long course as well it's just so much information in it you just like this is crazy <laughs> so it's like being back at school right <laughs> notes of everything so you don't forget anything so they do they kind of like teach you it all week and then on the thursday um we have the tests and it's all on like computers and stuff, so mm -hmm. so you can't cheat. <laughs> oh no! Can't quickly whip your phone out. <laughs> right, right. And is that test this week? Yeah, Thursday. Hey, if, as long as you uh, do they give you practice tests? The reason I can say this, this is what I've done in my career. That's what oh, I grew right. up. Yeah, um, we, that's uh, what I do. So um, we have to actually take our um, hazmat every four years to written test. Anytime yeah, you renew your license, you have to redo the whole test. Yeah, fingerprints. You have to go through the background us, check. Yeah, yeah, we're like that. For us, it runs out after five years. Five years. But can be refreshed or renewed, whatever, after four. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. I think they did change it. It might be five now. Yeah, that's only For recent. Two thousand. It was in the teens. They said they changed. Yeah. That. Um. So then, yeah, it's just really information heavy. <laughs> So well, just think if you get that and you get to a big team and they ever lose their, their driver, you know, you can always just take the rig to the next uh, yeah. event. Give me a bit of money <laughs> and I'll take it. Yeah. But no, yeah, so um, we're going through that at the minute and it's all about just all the chemicals and stuff like that. So obviously oxidizing ones and ones that strip the oxygen all the good boys. Oh, yeah, you got your explosives, your corrosives, your flammables, yeah. your flammable solids, yeah. Yeah, oxidizers, all the stuff. yeah, and all the lovely pictures you get along with yeah. it. On the power so slide. you're 
yeah, your placards are a little different than ours. Yeah. So, but uh, they're basically the same thing. How you yeah. have to load it, how it has to be loaded. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of information, though. There is, yeah. <laughs> like a lot. I've, I think I've got like four pages, five pages of notes in two days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll pass. So, so yeah, I, I, think, I think it should be all right. Yeah. Hope so, anyway. Because again. You'll be just fine, mate. You'll be just fine. Actually, hey Diane, actually, uh, she said she's she's uh she's watching. Diane, what is up? Yes. Oh, she's so awesome. Yes. She is amazing. She is. She really is. So I'm yeah. I'm sending um somebody a link now. There you go. There you go. Oh. So what's your favorite food, Luca? Like, what's your like? If you have a to-go meal, like if they said, hey, doesn't matter about racing, nothing. If it it's the meal that you could pick fattening or not what's your meal this is going to sound really boring like no. really really boring but my mom makes a great pesto pasta salad like phenomenal that why is that boring that's actually pretty good yeah that's awesome but it's just, say like it just a hot dog healthy, doesn't it? <laughs> it just sounds healthy but no my mom makes a like, really good pesto pasta salad so, so is she a good is she a good cook Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She is, yeah. <laughs> I try cooking. I'm just like, it's just not mom's cooking, though, is it? <laughs> this is why I tell Amy she's not allowed to cook because I'd be seven hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the cook in my house, so I, I do, I, I do most of the cooking. Um, I like to cook. Do you like to cook, Luca? I do like to. Yeah, the, the PSB rounds. I'll, I'll get the grill out. Do you? Grill, yeah. Chuck a load of meat. When we're at BSB rounds, we have meat only diet. <laughs> that's all I cook. Hot dogs and hamburgers and all that good stuff. So, yeah, chickens, bacon's, yeah. yeah, whole lot. Yeah, that, that's one thing I miss too is the way you guys cut y'all's bacon. Y'all got them big old wide, wide pieces oh, of bacon, bacon over here. Yeah, yeah we got these little thin, thin. Yeah, yeah, we got these little mini thins. Little well, their food over there are a little different. Like there in France, like they're uh, they shop more often. Like I think their food is a little fresher than ours. Like we stock up for a week, maybe two. Like people go to the grocery store once or once or you know every two weeks or a week. Here we're there. They like a couple of days, and it's you don't have as much garbage in your food. Mm. I think a little fresher because you guys cook more often. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. a little fresher. I think definitely like we, I think most nights mum makes, yeah, most nights mum makes something. Like yeah. we rarely get takeout. That's partly because of me because I refuse to eat it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> American lifestyle is more of going out, takeout. And then and then when you go out here, it, it's funny because uh, Amy and I were, were going on a cruise here later this year and they were complaining about how the food was small, you know, that you're not, you don't get very much. And I was like, well, yeah, that's the point. But here, when you go out, your meal is like four meals. It looks like a trough of food. Yeah. You know, like you come over here and get a meal and you're like, oh my God, there's three meals or four meals. For us, it's just like, oh no, that's one meal. I made the mistake when I was out in Texas, I was like, big breakfast. I was on the menu. So I was like, I have a big breakfast at home. That's all right. Oh, big breakfast. And it come out on like a huge plate. And I was like, Oh my god! I, I was that. like, "No way! I'm eating all of that." We well, see why everybody's overweight over here. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's horrible here in the states. I mean, you your know, guys' health hash browns is, is not good. Huh? Your hash browns are way different too. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we have different yeah. types now. We have what we call home fries, which would be like a sliced potato. Like in the yeah. north, it's called home fries. 
and uh, it's not a shredded potato that's like kind of put on a grill. Um, mm. But up here we have that's what we call a hash brown, and then a hash brown that you slice the potatoes and put it on. It's called a home fry. So depending on where in the United States you are at, um, it's called different things. But doesn't matter because the food is huge. No matter where you go, yeah, unless you go to California. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good though. It is good food. It, it is. I, I like saying. the uh, I like the English breakfast when I got there. It was it was oh, really yeah. good. It was different, right? Um, the the square, the the triangle hash browns was mm-hmm. was good. Um, and then my mate Daniel Parker, he's a rider mindset coach. Big shout out to him. He actually works with Finn Whedon. Um, mm-hmm. but he's like, dude, you gotta try black pudding. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah okay, let me try. It. You know, yeah. And everybody listening, don't try it but i didn't like it so did you know good luck no bro dude because it was a hard dude luca bro are you kidding me i got about three chews in it and i grabbed a napkin i'll tell you one of my favorite things is yorkshire pudding yeah do you not have them no Mm -mm. really nope and plus you know there's a lot of words over there that mean different things here so like uh, a friend of mine was over there working and her boss would say i'm gonna come around and knock you up and she's like what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that means you're gonna come by and say, "Hey, you know." Yeah, it means that they're coming by and 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 uh, we're gonna do that thing. I know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's like coming it. by and just he saying hi. Off. No, What's, you're good. You yeah, shut the dogs up. No, okay. you're good. You are good, mate. Uh we yeah, don't even hear them. I don't even hear the dogs. Two seconds. I've escaped the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> uh. So, uh, Luca, do you have a favorite movie? Here, oh, he, oh, yeah, he went to go get the dogs. Okay, well, uh, yeah. So, for interviews, like so, uh, I, I did have somebody, uh, my mate uh, Pete, that said he wanted to come on and ask a question, but I sent him the link. But did he come on? Oh. <laughs> no, we ain't seen him yet. No, he he hadn't even seen it. Like he he's active now, but he hadn't seen the. Oh, okay. The link. Gotcha. That I sent him. I sent it to him on WhatsApp too. So yeah, we'll you see. Know, it's gonna be weird. How are they gonna get the uh I don't know how the baggers gonna do it on those tracks, Chris, because those tracks are so much smaller. I mean, there's like no room. I mean, not all of them. Track. Only Cadwell's really narrow. Other than that, all the other yeah, but I mean, as far as twisties and turnies and you know, the tracks over there aren't don't have the big straightaways like we do. You know, they're they're not like that over there, as you know. Um I mean, obviously, they could do it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be promoting it. But yeah, it's gonna be. I, I hope they do. Chris says. Chris Lewis says, "I hate black pudding, man." And then, and then Daniel Chris told me he's like, "We well, should try white pudding." I'm like, "Bro, I'm not trying none of it no more." Like, I want to know what what is black pudding, what dude. Is it's it? made with like uh, uh, Luca. You can explain it. What is black pudding made? What out is of? it? Do you want to know? Yeah, yeah. pig's think- blood and something else. Pigs, like brains, blood, and bladder. I think. Yeah. Let me check. White pudding, however, is completely different, and you'd love it. Hundred percent. Okay. Was it like tapioca? Uh, oh, I don't know what's in it, but it's got fruit in it. That sounds okay. like scrapple here in PA. It's all the garbage you don't want. Oh, uh, dude, you don't want black pudding. I'm telling you right black now. Pudding? Uh, black pudding is made of beef or pig blood. Pork fat, beef suet, uh, beef sewer, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was tasty, oat, meal, oat groats, or 
barely grokes. Yeah, not a fan, bro. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. listen, Luke, if we were out somewhere starving and that's all you had was black pudding, I, I'm be, eating be grass. Dead. I know. I'm eating grass. I'm eating leaves and grass and all that. You keep it. Listen, I don't want it. Even Gordon Ramsay couldn't make that taste good. Yeah, he could. Hey, Dale, what's up? <laughs> yes, I agree. It is nasty. It yes, sounds nasty, yes, doesn't it? Good. it? It's good stuff. So, do you have a favorite movie, Luca? Actually, I do. Yeah. Um, oh, what's it called? I used to watch it all the time as a kid. Um, Supercross. Yes. Yeah. The Jack movie. Carlisle and all, yeah. all that. I used to love that and Trip and I used to love watching that. I still watch it now. I love. Oh that. yeah. I what was the one it. back in the day? Uh, hmm. Where uh, I'm dating myself here. When Travis Ostrom first got, he first saw them. You know, he was that little kid, and they're like, they're all trying to jump the 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 um the river there, and he just comes up and he's like, oh, I could jump that. And they're like, yeah, right. And here he goes, boom, right over it. What was there's a there's a series of movies that came yeah. out. Um, oh, the documentaries on him. Yeah, yeah, but it was on. Uh, if that's on Nitro Circus, kind of got started, but it was. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I know exactly what you're talking. Nasty about. something or McNasty. It was. It, I forget. Yeah. Someone's gonna. Um. Oh my God! There, there were like three different um, movies that came out. You know, where they just film them going over the dunes and stuff, yeah. and just doing wild stuff. Yeah, I know which one you're on about. Yeah. 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 Chris says, what kind of dogs do you got, Luca? I've got three cockapoos. Nice. Oh. Yeah, which are cock spaniels and poodles. Yeah. And they're a nightmare. <laughs> I got three two pit bulls. It's like they have um, attachment issues, I think. Like, they can't not be near you. And if they aren't near you, they make a massive force. <laughs> so I've had to get my sister to sit in the in the kitchen with them. That's like, that's like Chris's dog. Bro, dude, my dog's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My dog is uh so one is she's old, her name's Charlie. Uh she's like 14, man. She's getting hard to get around. Charlie. But uh my other one, his name's Cruz, bro. He's a Tennessee Walker Hound pit bull, like 130 pounds, and he don't shut up for nothing. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing. When the wind blows, he bark. I remember when he was a puppy, we was about Four months, I think, when we got him. He was about eight months, and there's this big thunderstorm coming in, and I'm standing outside letting him go to the bathroom. And it thunders really loud, and this dog backs up, looks at the sky, and starts growling and barking. I'm like, go get him, Cruz. Go get him. You go get him, buddy. Yeah, it's – it's uh, bro. He, he But he has been on the podcast, and he doesn't say anything. He's not. He doesn't talk when he's on the podcast. He brings Before, him in. He won't. He won't. He won't bark or anything. He he's quiet. I'm like, I thought this dog was loud. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring him in here before we end this podcast for sure. Um, yeah, he's uh. Well, usually we have people bring their animals in anyway because we yeah. see them because we want everyone says, oh, they're horrible and they bring them in and they're well behaved. They're like, maybe it's because he knows he's on camera. I don't know, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, no, mine are horrible. <laughs> yeah, right. Mine are horrible. Uh, Luca, do you do you read any books or listen to audio books? I read sometimes. Yeah. Um, I read the Anthony Joshua autobiography. I've read the Rutter one. I've read. Who else have I read? That was one of the. I've read the McGuinness. Mm-hmm. There, was one, there was one I got halfway through reading and 
just stop reading. <laughs> I just finished the Jonathan Ray one. That one, that was um. Yeah, Johnny that Ray was, was pretty good. good. I listen to audio books. It's easier for me to put my headphones in and listen to the book yeah, and yeah. read it because I'll just go to sleep if if I don't. So, uh, what book are you reading now? Any or I'm not reading one at the minute. No. Okay. Dude, <laughs> my ADR booklet. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Well, after that, that's right. That's number one. You focus on that, but you need to get John Hopkins leathered if you hadn't got yeah. that one. Yes, that to me, out of all road racers, racers biographies and all that, books to me was the best one because he didn't hold nothing back. He tells it all, every oh. single bit of it, dude. Well, did Stoner write one? Stoner did too, but Stoner, he's always listen, been pretty well right in your face with stuff. He is, but Stunner wasn't smoking weed, jumping on a MotoGP bike, racing it, right? John well, Hopkins no, no. says that, yeah, does all that. I right? So it, it, that's what I'm talking about. He's like real. It's, so it's he's telling you what really is happening behind the scenes. He, not right, right. That's what right media wants you to know. Yeah, right, right. The real this, story. This is so good. Yes, yes. Yeah. I might have to get that, then. bro, dude. You got to. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed at all. Um, do you listen to any podcast? I've listened to a few of yours. Um, but if I'm brutally honest, most of the time, no, because my attention span is just. Yeah, I feel yeah. it. I feel like, I'll, I'll be on PlayStation. I'll get bored of a game by like 10 minutes. Move on to the <laughs> next one, move on to the next one, move yeah. on to the next one. It'll be 10 minutes. And before I know it, I've gone through every game and I'm just putting Netflix on. And I'm going. How's That's how you stay skinny. Yeah. <laughs> just keep moving. Yeah, for sure. So what episodes of the podcast did, did you listen to? Who'd you listen to? Obviously the one with Jake. Um, yeah jake dude yeah you can't you can't not watch one with jake well he's he's actually coming back on with chloe i'm getting him and chloe on oh really yeah yeah together and you know what i'll do is i'll send you the link you come in and crash it if if if, if you have opportunity i shouldn't have said that because they're probably listening so (laughs) or they will be listening and they'll be like oh now we know Oh, okay now we know luke is gonna come in at any moment now right um so uh what music luca what what music are you listening to Country music. Nice. Morgan Wallen. Boy, so he's that famous over there, too. Okay. Yes. We've got a bit of Morgan Wallen, a bit of Chris Chambers. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton as well. Yeah. Uh, Chris Chambers. Yeah, you're right. So you like all the new country, but nothing that's a little older. Oh, no. I've got, um, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Jenny Tolman. Ain't Mary Jane. I've got that yep. on there. Sam Barber, Luke Combs, Bailey mm-hmm. Zimmerman, Jason Al- Aldean. Aldean. Yeah. Chase Matthews, John Denver, of course. Oh, uh, now you're going old school. Okay. Yeah. Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. Sam Hunt, Blake Shelton. Yep. Uh, Bebe Rexa. Yep. Bebe Rexa. Yep. Media yep. Rexa, they call her. Yep. Dust, Dustin Lynch, Aaron Lewis. Yeah, we've got loads. Scott Mc, McCreary. Yep, Scotty McCreary. Yep. Yeah, we've got yeah, we've we've got a lot of it. We've got Johnny Cash, Zach Bryan, Johnny Cash is a Rascal legend. Flats. Yeah, Zach Brown Band. Yeah, Caitlin Brown, yep. Brown, Old Domination, Alex Murdoch, and it just yeah goes on and on. <laughs> Well, Dude, that's cool you're into that that's, that's yeah cool. that's awesome listen luca you gotta ask uh jake marsh the prank that benny grayson played on him last year in the pits oh i was there oh was you dude how awesome was that With the noise on the speakers <laughs> yeah. yeah i was there i got blamed 
Did you really? <laughs> I was sat in the lorry with them, and I was the one that was smugly giggling. I was on my phone. They was all turning around to me going, you got to stop doing that. Stop doing it. Stop. I was like, it's not me. <laughs> to the point where I put my phone on the table, left my phone there, and then it played again. I was like, see? Uh... That's awesome, dude. But good yeah, stuff. That was, that was good. That was. <laughs> Mint. Yeah, yeah. Benny told me that, and I just screamed laughing. That was awesome. Uh, Star Wars. Are you into Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What Star Wars character would you be? Ooh. That's hard. That is hard. Um, Although he doesn't have a big part, you know, Qui Gon Jin. Yep. He was he was pretty sick. Yeah, Qui Gon was the man. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Uh, I think it'd have to be him or probably Obi Wan. He's oh, there you go. Yeah, Obi Wan. Obi Wan's a beast. The, look, I tell everybody, Obi Wan's probably one of the strongest Jedi's. I mean, look look how many people he's killed. Nobody else could touch, right? I mean, he's just yeah. a he's a monster. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely a beast, uh, dude. Mark, what Star Wars character would you be? Yeah, well, you know, you know, I grew up. I'm so old. So <laughs> when the first one came out, then they said, "Well, the I thought that was the original one," but they said, "Oh no, the story goes backwards." So the first, the was it now? Was it called? It's called New Something, the New World, or something? What is it called? The very, uh, very first one in the seventies, New Hope. New Hope. Okay, so that, so that is technically the last one. Because mm -hmm. they blow up the Death Star, right? Yep. So heck, I'd be Skywalker. Heck yeah, he's he's gonna go in there and boop, he blows the whole thing up. Skywalker, yeah, dude. Skywalker, yeah. Luke Skywalker. Oh, Mace Windu. Mace Windu, yeah, dude. I, I had somebody else on here say that they would be Mace Windu. Man, it'd be hard. I man, I think about it too, man. Like I would listen. I would be. Uh, I would be more like Ahsoka. Not saying I would be Ahsoka, but I would be where I wouldn't a, a Jedi nor not a Sith. I would walk in between, right? Because I would want to uh, have a girlfriend for one, right? Because there are Jedis are forbidden not to be with any women, right? That's why uh, uh, Luke got, I mean, not Luke, but Anakin got uh, in trouble, right? But um, yeah, I would walk the, the gray line, I would say. As far as a character goes, man, it's so hard. I mean, dude, I really liked Anakin Skywalker, but we all know his destiny. Um, but still, it'd be pretty badass to be Darth Vader. Yeah. Dude, it would be. Now, right of course, badass. the older I get, I feel more like Jabba the Hutt, though. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to have to do that. I, if I could pick any character to be, I'd be Anakin Skywalker. Or Jar Jar Banks. Banks. You do it. Jar Jar Banks. He takes life so, like, just, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I love that, and that's what I loved about Jar Jar. A lot of people hated him. I was like, dude, Jar Jar is cool, Luke, man. Dude. He's just like, whatever, right? Just yeah. whatever. Celebrity crush, Luca. He's got a girlfriend. He can't say. He'll be like, oh, whatever. Oh, no, I know. I can say she knows. Um, Megan Fox. Oh, okay. Megan Fox or, or who else? Do you know Madeline Klein? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh wait, no, 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 Scrap them too. Scrap them too. Oh, okay. Scrap them. Margot Robbie. Mark, dude, bro. Suicide Squad. Yes. Yes. Wall Street. Yes. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. 
Uh, are you watching anything on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or anything? I just finished watching something on Netflix. I don't know if it's because we have different Netflix servers, don't we? Uh, um, no, we, we have a lot of the same stuff. Like I've been watching really? Peaky Bonders, Peaky Blonders. Everybody's like, yeah, hey, you got to watch that. I just have you seen something on there called White Lines? White oh, lines. yeah. No, we yes. have that. We do have that. Yes. So yep. good. You is it really? It is I actually will. really good. I'm writing it down right now. White lines on. Yeah, Netflix. I actually just saw um, it. Because purely, it's like it. You can't stop watching it. Every episode leaves it on a cliffhanger. It's quite annoying. And then it just you. Know, all right, I'll watch the next one. I'll watch the next one. Before you know, it, it's been like three hours, and you've gone, oh god. <laughs> but no, White Lines is like probably the best series I've watched. All right, here we go. What is up, Peter? Hey, yeah. how we doing? Good. I'm, uh, I apologize if the signal's not very good. I'm driving home from work. Now you're good. No, it looks good to us. Technically not been to work, though. I've, I was listening to the podcast. And... Oh. oh, he's right. So oh, there he goes. Here he goes. Here we go. Are we back? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so I heard you talking about Peter Hickman. I've been up to... Um, Peter Hitman's place today to pick up the triumphs, and uh, it sparked. You wanted a question, and um, I met a lovely lady at Peter Hickman's place today. Um, she's um, she's a, a keen rider, um, but she was explaining to me that she's um, a trainee nurse, and um, over here to become a trainee nurse, she was saying that she has to do three years of thirty-eight hours a week. Um, for free she doesn't get paid to become a trainee nurse basically so she's um she's taking a student now and she reckons by the end of the three years she'll be like a hundred grand in debt um so i basically said to her well what are you gonna do and um she basically said i've started only fans so this 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 is my question because i know there's two riders in there in moto america they're actually sponsored by OnlyFans. Right, there are. Um, so, Luca, how many people in BSP do we think have an OnlyFans page to fund their motorbike racing? Probably the majority. And would you do it? I love it, dude. I don't know. Because you've got to think. It's so expensive to do. Yet this lady, absolutely lovely. Um, give her a follow on Instagram. Um, Fifi. And she's tiny. She's such a lovely lady. She rides a Triumph 675. Um, helping her kid it up, basically. Um, you might lose me one second, guys. Just going to okay. bridge. We didn't lose you. Oh, we, maybe. Maybe a little bit here. We spoke too soon. We did. I spoke a little good? too soon. Yeah, we're good. Maybe. No, nope, still a little throat. We, we could talk like that. But... Are we back, guys? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. We can hear you. Nope. Oh. No, we lost you. Yeah, it's the interesting bit. As hey, well. he makes a good point, though, about the... Uh... Only fans. Yeah. I might start one. There you there go. You go. Hey, the, the... Link in the description. 
Josh Heron's been really um, successful with it. Sorry? Our writer here, Josh Heron, has that. But he, he's actually done really well because he has put himself on social media. That's what really made him so popular because he's, you know, he's always he's, out there. He made People name. know who he is. Yeah, he is an OnlyFans account, but I think he, yeah. it's just motorcycle related. Like he, yeah, yeah, it's only motorcycle. Videos, like he'll go on, he'll like slide that. on yeah. the canyons. He'll go down the canyon yeah. and do sliding. You know, back oh, in on the turns. Like, yeah. He's not taking pictures of his feet or anything like that. No, yeah. no. I mean he could be. We don't know about <laughs> right. Know. So it's very possible. Uh, absolutely. So it says uh, Charlie Peters. What is up, man? So we're just waiting on 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 Peter Marsh to come back. But he says Luca, who is your favorite? Vicky 63 or uh I don't even know how you say that. I can't see it on my Vic uh, 63 or um uh what I forgot his name. Um it's Vic 63 or uh, how's it spelled? I L I L L O G A V I I Lilo Gavi. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Lilo Gavi. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I said we don't talk about <laughs> sorry so Charlie I play MotoGP23 with uh, Charlie um, Casey and one of our other mates Fraser and these two the, that he's just named always end up in our lobbies always and Whoa. I'll be on a really good lap or I'll be in second or I'll be battling with Casey or something like that then out of nowhere, I just get T-boned and cleaned out. It's always one of them two. <laughs> always the same username. And then they'll go into game chat and start laughing at laughing down the mic, going, hey, 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 hey. I'm like, stop. Yeah, right. What are you guys doing, man? I thought you're ruining my life. Leave me alone. Oh, stop, please. <laughs> so are, are, you, are you into any other sports besides racing? Like, do you watch uh, soccer or? Not really. No, no we just... Um, Motocross, love motocross, supercross, but that's that's a two wheel stuff, really. Anything else, I'm just kind of a bit boring. I know, besides yeah. OnlyFans, yeah. <laughs> so, do you watch American Supercross? Yeah, who's your rider? Deegan, De- yeah, Deegan's a beast, ain't he? Yeah, he's a big, you know, Jet Lawrence and them have been doing big things too. And, and so we'll, we'll see, man. But Deegan, Deegan is, uh, yeah. So, uh, where do you see yourself in five years, Luca? Oh, bloody hell. That's a broad question. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. The dream is maybe European. Maybe something world championship. I don't know. Maybe superbike. It's anything higher than what I'm doing now. <laughs> In fact, no, just to still be racing, <laughs> to yeah. still be finding the money to go buy racing five years from now. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Like, and then, of course, Harry says, who, who, Who's quicker, me or you on MotoGP? That's not even a question, me all day long. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Oh, um. uh, dude, listen, I play GP 2023 too, man, but man, it's so hard. Like the it, Moto 3 bikes, yeah, I murder it. But when I get on a Moto 2 and Moto GP, there's something about the braking. It's way different than Moto GP 2021 or 2020. The Moto um, 2 is so much easier. 
It is. It is. Look, in the group chat, they're all sending pictures of the podcast. They're all watching. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. Yes, absolutely. What an honor. What an honor. Luca, listen, we're going to have to sit down and, and do this again. I would love to be able to uh, – obviously, this is our initial one, right? But I would love to do a midseason, get you yeah, back on good. here, do a midseason recap, right? What, what's been happening to progression, and then at the end of the year, I'll get you back on. Uh, matter of fact, I'll get uh, – let's do you and Jake Marsh. I'll get you both on at the same That's time, and, and we can cut it up and laugh and, and, and uh, yeah, have a good time. Be good, man. Be, be really good. Um, also, you need a club. So I can sign up and support you. Yes. Absolutely. So I think it's like whenever you mention sponsorship to people, they're always thinking like big money. Like, oh, 10 grand, 5 grand, 20 grand. As nice as that'd be. <laughs> it's just not realistic, is it? It's just like all the little bits, when they get added together, it's just like a huge help. Yeah, we got to give you like a like a like the LA 11 club or something cool, you know? Yeah. like the. Yeah, definitely. We'll sort. Need to sort of like that out, definitely. So, yeah, you, you can get it. You can get it pretty automated as well, can't you? With the emails, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're gonna say. Mm -hmm. So, how can if people want to sponsor you and give to you, how can they do that? What's your email? I think get hold of you and yeah, and um, uh, get that started. So, my Instagram is Luca Allen, all one word, but with the L's in Allen, they're ones because I'm a genius. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, um, and then Facebook is the race account is Luke Allen Racing, and then obviously my normal Facebook account is it's tagged in this, isn't it? The normal one, I think. So that's the one. It on should this. be. But yeah. just for the Americans, when they do look you up, just so they know yeah. on, on Facebook, make sure it's Luca Allen BSB because there is a Luke Allen that runs mm -hmm. um, light. Formula One cars, and it Touchy will pop subject, up. Mark. I just <laughs> subject. I know, but you know what? I want to make sure you get you get it, not that other one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's right. I'll make sure they put you BSB and, and you're on the motorcycle, not driving the car. Or yeah. you guys could just hit me up yeah. and yeah, I'll take or hit out. Chris up. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'll absolutely. put you. I'll get but you. Yeah, if you guys anything can help them, definitely. Yeah. Let them live his dream. Yeah, and then Fraser says I'd buy a Luke Allen T-shirt, right? I would too. Hell yeah, hundred ten percent. Our hat, or a beanie, or body warmer, or yeah. A, a, Y'all call them a, a Gillette. Gillet, yeah. Gillet, that's a it. Gillet, a Gillet, a, a body warmer. Because I was asking, I was like, man, where you? Get? They're, they're like uh, a Gillet, and I was like, what the fuck is a Gillet? <laughs> but I we said they're like, <laughs> yeah. What, what the hell is that? Yeah. I actually bought uh, I bought a Paul Bird PBM one when I was there yeah, at Cadwell. Yeah, it was, it was cool, man. But, yeah, so, uh, listen, it's been an honor, man. We've been at this for almost an hour and 40 minutes. Luca, I need you to stay on with me uh, when I end this just for a, a few more minutes. Um, but, listen, uh, real quick, before I get off here, uh, Mark, do you have anything you want no, to say to everybody? No, it was a pleasure finally getting to meet you and uh, found you a little bit there. And uh, good luck this year. And we'll definitely be talking to you halfway through the season. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be good, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, big shout-out to Peter and Jake Marsh, everybody yeah. over there, R&D Racing. Man, they're such a supporter of Pin to Gas, and it, it's I, it's hard for me to express in the words what an honor it is 
to be on their team this year in 2024. Um, so please go to Club 45. Help my buddy Jake out, R&D and his dad, Pete. Uh, mega, mega, mega people they are. Uh, if you don't know how to get in touch with Jake Marsh or Club 45, just hit me up. I'll put you in direct contact with them. Same thing with my man, uh, Luca Allen, right here, too. He don't have a club yet, but it is up and coming, so stay tuned. Big shout out to my man, Martin, from the Clothing King podcast. Clothing King podcast. The Clothing Kings. I said the podcast. Uh, they, they make uh, all uh, pin the gas merch. You can get uh, hats, T-shirts, sweaters, all that good stuff. And as you can tell, he, he does Jake Marsh's R&D. Um, <clears throat> who else does he do? Uh, Hardy uh, and uh, Luke Hedger. Luke Hedger's on there. So big shout out to Martin and the Clothing Kings. And everybody that watches, uh, thank you guys so much. Everybody that liked and commented, you guys are are proper mega. So, yeah, thank you guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. What would you think?